Hi, and welcome to the Soul Rising Podcast. I'm Dana. During your time here, you will step into your soul through enlightened conversations, meditations, and stories about healing. I started my own journey on this path long ago by earning a master's degree in counseling, becoming certified in regression and Reiki, and doing countless hours of work to raise my own vibration. It is my hope that you will see yourself reflected in me and in my guests and find self-awareness or a healing method that will propel you further on your own path. It's my belief that we aren't just healing ourselves. We are also healing all the women who came before us and all who are yet to come. Join me every Tuesday to feel more in touch with the beautiful soul that you are. This episode is designed to help you step into 2021 or any fresh start with purpose and intention. My guest, Sarah Miles, is here to lead you through her process called Co-Creating with Intention, a seven-step program for defining what you want out of life. It is perfect for the new year or really any time that you are facing a fresh start. Sarah is a mindset coach who helps you create a fulfilling life through the balanced approach of intention and action. She is a firm believer that we can all co-create our best life possible by focusing and directing our thoughts, energy, and inspired actions. Her deep interest for personal development, coupled with a naturally driven and positive disposition, has fueled her desire to motivate and support others in their own journey toward growth and abundance. So grab your journal and pen, light a candle, get comfortable, and get ready to build your perfect vision for the future. Well, Sarah, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Would you mind taking a moment to just introduce yourself and tell us about your work? Well, thank you so much for the warm welcome, Dana. Um, My name is Sarah, and I'm a mindset coach that helps women and men create a fulfilling life through the balanced approach of intention and action. By balanced, I mean the use of both their feminine and masculine energies, their feminine side to set intentions, and their masculine side to take action. I encourage my clients to dream big and help them identify their true soul desires. Together, we work towards eliminating any limiting beliefs and negative self-talk that may be holding them back. I not only guide them on mapping out their goals and milestones for a life they desire and deserve, but I also help keep them accountable to take inspired and consistent action towards those goals. And most importantly, I teach them spiritual practices they can incorporate into their daily life that will support them indefinitely. Wow. It sounds like you do a lot of really important work with people and in helping them to really understand what's holding them back and to set some new intentions for the future, right? So what led you to create this process that you have for setting intentions specifically for the new year? Yeah, that's a great question, Dana. So I had my own spiritual awakening a few years back, and that's when I realized that though I was relatively happy, I was living my life on autopilot. You know, like when you're in the middle of an experience, but not really being present or in that moment because you're already planning and moving on to the next thing mentally. So that's when I knew something had to change and I decided to pursue a more intentional approach to life. So personally, I've always been good about setting goals and checking off boxes. 
but the things on my list were things I thought I needed to do to be successful in life. They weren't necessarily heart-based or soul-inspired goals. That's what led me to implementing the process I'm going to be sharing with you. It's not anything revolutionary, but I have structured it in such a way that is practical and inspiring. I'm really excited to dive into it because just from a personal uh, perspective, I have always been a little bit like skeptical of the new year and making intentions. It's like, do people really think that things are going to change so much when the clock like rolls over, you know, at midnight to the new year? I've always kind of rolled my eyes at that. But the last few years, what I have done is chosen a word for the year. And I have found that that has really, really helped me. And so I'm starting to kind of change my uh, mindset around setting intentions for the new year, just seeing the focus that I can have on just one word. What if I expanded that to something more and set some really clear intentions for myself? So I'm curious, how has this framework helped you? Absolutely. And I love that. And, you know, picking theme words is actually part of the process that I'll be sharing and, and to your point, you know, like the new year can seem very arbitrary because this method is not something that you can just do at the beginning of the year. You know, you could do this at any time. You could start mid-year. That's actually how I got started. It's always a good time to start. But in terms of answering your question, how has this framework helped me? Um, it's helped me so much. Like I feel so much more aligned with and inspired by my goals now. They are not just things that I cross off the list and move on to the next thing for the simple sake of accomplishment. Rather, they are things that bring me joy. So, you know, even if they were the same goals that I had as before, my approach is so intentional now that they are in alignment. Even if it's the very same things, it's just the approach, right? This process is perfect for annual goal setting, but really it can be followed at any interval, monthly, weekly. So I myself set intentions on a daily basis. My life continues to have its ups and downs, but I now have the perspective that I can choose to elevate and not fester in any lower vibe energies. And again, that's through intention, right? Of course, that's easier said than done. But in any case, I'm enjoying the journey and the joy that life has to offer in a more present way now. Yeah, it almost sounds like they give you some sort of framework to come back to. So even though, like you said, life isn't always perfect. It's not always going to be super high vibe all the time, but it sounds like these are sort of intentional reminders of who you want to be and the energy that you want to be in. Right. And so it can kind of help you remember who you are almost. So what changes have you noticed in your life since implementing this procedure that you came up with? So I'm probably achieving more now than I was before. And for a driven Aries, that says a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I am more apt to do things out of my comfort zone now because I know the potential for exponential growth that's on the other side. So my theme for this year, 2020, was growth in abundance. And I have experienced growth in many areas, my career, my finances, spiritual, motherhood. So despite COVID, like I still fulfilled my intentions gracefully. So one fun example is that at the start of the year, one of my intentions was to connect with my guardian angel. And since then, I have figured out that my angel sends me messages through numbers, you know, also known as numerology. So I see 
like specific numbers throughout the day. The more common ones for me are like 11-11, 10-10, And every time I see one of my numbers, I feel so divinely supported and guided that like how much more alignment could I possibly ask for? Hmm. You know, I think part of it is even recognizing those symbols because so often we just kind of blow through life and we don't even see those things. And so I think that's wonderful that you are taking the time to notice those signs. And it does, it helps to remind you that you are on the right track. So, and I also love that your words for 2020 were growth and abundance because I mean, really huge growth for everyone in the world, not just you. So you were definitely aligned with the energy. I just wanted to share that my word for 2020 was content. And it was really interesting because I had to be content with where I was, that I wasn't getting to do all of the things that I had planned that year. And I had to find contentment anyway. So that was really kind of mind blowing to me. So that was like the perfect word, right? Like you were already (laughs) setting yourself up for, yes. Like, how are you going to get through this in a supportive way? Oh, yes, I was. And you know, I, I have little children and this was the first year that I was really planning to travel. I had a trip to Scotland planned. My husband and I were going to go to Hawaii for our 10 year wedding anniversary. Like we were going to do some stuff and (laughs) I had to be content with that not happening. (laughs) So yeah, it was prophetic. Well, and I really hope it's in your near future, you know? Thank you. Thank you. I hope so too. (laughs) (laughs) So let's dive in. Let's go through your process. Tell us how this works. Tell us all your secrets. (laughs) Ooh, all righty then. Absolutely. I'd love to. So it's a seven step process and it's mainly revolved around journaling and kind of like going introspective and deep within. And it starts with step one, reflection. Some of our biggest breakthroughs come from looking back at our experiences. We can reflect to recognize the things we enjoyed, what we learned, how we grew, what we may need to let go of. So a question you can ask yourself during your journaling exercises, what were some of your highlights, i.e. accomplishments or experiences in 2020? Okay, great. So the main idea is that we're sitting down with a journal and we are looking back over the past year first, right? So we need to kind of understand where we came from in order to move to where we're going. Yeah. And that's not even just like understanding. It's like really like looking for like, what were those areas that lit you up or those areas that brought you down so we could do more of what we enjoy and less of what we don't. Right. And that was a really nice summary, Dana, of step one. So step two is uh, soul desires. So when you have a bigger vision for your dream life, it can help you set yearly goals that align to your values and move you towards your dreams. A key activity for this is to identify your top core values. I myself hadn't done this exercise until a couple years ago, and I was so lit up when I dove deep and learned more about what I enjoy and value in life. A question you can ask yourself is, what are the dreams or visions you have for yourself? This is your opportunity to dream big. No need to limit yourself. So a hint is your dream should make you feel lit up, not constrained or restricted or nervous about how you're going to accomplish it, right? (laughs) Yes. So something I just want to add to this, Sarah and I are both taking 
The Cosmic Boss Mastermind by Natalie Wallstein. And so if you are kind of like, well, what are my values? What are my dreams? You can look at where Venus is placed on your astrology chart because Venus governs our values and our desires. And then Neptune looks at our dreams for the future. So you can do a little Google search and put in your information and pull up your natal chart. And then you can Google like, okay, I have Venus in Sagittarius. What does that mean? And it can tell you what some of your deep core values are. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes I get tripped up. I'm like, well, what are my values? Of course, they're like my children, my family or whatever, but I don't know what I that like, what do I value about myself or about my life. And learning that in Natalie's class was extremely helpful for me. So I just wanted to throw that little tidbit in there that that could be useful for anyone listening. Yeah, no, that's a great suggestion. I hadn't even thought about that kind of looking at your own natal chart. And sometimes it, you know, it's a straightforward exercise trying to, you know, identifying your core values, but it can be overwhelming, you know, there's so many values out there that to really hone in on which ones resonate with the, with you. But once you've done that worthwhile exercise, it's just, it's so great because as you start making decisions in life, you can kind of go back to your core values and see, are they aligned, right? Or if you're like not knowing what to do, go back to your core values. So I think it's just a really good foundational thing that you can go back to and reconcile against if needed. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Okay, step three, mindset. So once you have dreamt big, what thoughts came up for you? Many of us have limiting beliefs and even negative self-talk surfacing during step two. It is critical that you shift and reframe your beliefs to positive and supportive ones. Otherwise, you'll keep coming up against blocks that stand in the way to leading the life you were meant for and deserve. A quote that really resonates with me is, your life is only as good as your mindset. So even though I have this mindset here as like a step three, it's really something that you're incorporating throughout, right? Because mindset is so important. And often we stand in our own way or, or our mind does anyway. Yeah, but I love that you put this as number three because it is easy when you think about your values and what you want for your life, it's easy to immediately become small and be like, oh, but you know what? I can't achieve that. Even though I value it or it's a dream of mine, like I can't get there. So I'm not even going to bother. So I love that you put this right after that because it's extra just confirmation to trust yourself and to take a risk and try something new and, and to try to have some faith in yourself that you can achieve your dreams. So I think the placement is really nice. And I like the encouragement too of remembering it throughout, but I think the placement is especially important coming right after your values and, and dreams. I like that. <laughs> Great. Alrighty. Step four, intention setting. So now that you've dreamt big and squashed some of that negative talk, you now have a better idea of what you desire in life. This is when you start step four, setting your intentions. You can start by identifying a theme for the year, just like we were just talking about. So it can be a word, phrase, or even a quote. Something that inspires you and brings things into focus. Another important component to helping this activity be more soul aligned is to ask yourself how you want to feel. That way, it's not just about doing, but making sure you're feeling good along the way. You can think of goals in the various areas of your life, relationship career, finances, family, health, fitness, travel, faith, etc. 
So think, of, think you know, in all areas of your life and kind of figure out some goals or high-level intentions for, for each of those, and that will kind of get the ball rolling. So I know you mentioned earlier that growth and abundance were kind of your themes for 2020. Is that kind of an example of what someone could do for number four? They kind of maybe come up with overarching big themes for the year. Is that right? Absolutely. That's um, a great question. So that's how I did it for myself. And from there, you know, I started looking at the different areas of my life and it just naturally cascaded. Perfect. That makes sense. Thank you. Okay. So number five, five inspired action. So now that you know what you want to accomplish and bring in, what are the tactical and tangible steps you can take towards your desired reality? By taking baby steps and making tiny shifts each day, you'll be in a whole new place six to 12 months from now. So all steps are important, but this is the one where you're actually going to start seeing the progress that you're making. Okay, great. So really coming up with some action steps, not so much dreaming anymore. We're like putting this into practice, right? (laughs) Correct. Yeah. So for each of your intentions, maybe identifying a few inspired actions that will help you get there. And you don't have to think of them all at once. You know, you're not going to be able to like get so prescriptive that you sit down at the beginning of the year and you map out your whole year. Because let me tell you, the first time I did this process, that's exactly what I tried to do. I went so deep that I was like month by month, this is what I'm going to do, I'm going to do. And it's just not realistic because things change. Or maybe it's not aligned with you anymore, you know, three months or, and you don't want to start beating yourself up because you didn't follow your own line. It's not that you're not doing what you set out to do. It's just that things change. You know, you have to give yourself some grace. So even if you just identify that first step towards your goal, you're golden and everything will go from there, right? You'll get the next inspired action and the next one and the next one. No need to come up with it all at once. I love that because just me personally, whenever I have created goals for myself, and I know that everyone says your goals should be like specific and measurable and all of those things. And so I've done that. And then if I don't follow it exactly to the T, I will beat myself up. So for example, like exercise, if I create a workout calendar for the entire month and I have what I'm going to do each day, if something comes up in my schedule where I can't make it to that workout Or I could have maybe done a 20 minute workout instead of the 45 minute one that I planned for, but I don't work out at all because I can't do that 45 minute. Sometimes if I can't make it exactly what it's supposed to be, I just give up on it. So for me, I found that sometimes it's a lot easier to say, I want to work out between three and five times a week and that's it. Leave it open like that and leave the type of exercise open and how long I allow that to kind of flow. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. So it sounds like that's kind of what you're talking about is keeping things attainable and doable. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And not to a point where you're setting yourself up for failure, right? We need to set ourselves up for success. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. Step six, visualization. So fast forward a year plus ahead. Imagine that it's the start of 2022 and you're writing in your journal. Let's say you're going through this seven-step process and you're reflecting on 2021. So some questions you're going to journal on are, what are you grateful for in 2021? What are you celebrating? How have you elevated and expanded? So imagine that you're the director of your life scripting out your year. 
so, you know, writing your journal, gosh, like all the great things that happened to me in 2021. So it's kind of like a bit of a manifesting hack, right? You're writing as if it has already happened. So even though we know these are our future goals, we're going to trick our mind into, you know, thinking this has already happened and it's flowed so well and it's been so aligned and so joyful and so prosperous, right? And you can take it even a step further and create your own vision board, right? Create a vision board and then spend a few minutes each day looking at your vision board. The subconscious works really well with images. So really sink into the vision and feelings of your dream life. That's step six. Mm, my gosh, I love that idea of fast forwarding like a year from now and imagining what the year was like. That's such a great visualization activity. That's brilliant. I love it. Yay. I'm glad. Okay. And then lastly, step seven is affirmations. I love affirmations personally. I know that that to some, they might come across as those are just words, but they are so powerful. I lovingly see that they're like a way of brainwashing ourselves, but brainwashing ourselves for the positive and for the good, right? So though I'm mentioning affirmations as the last step, it's really one that is ongoing. So just like our mindset work is ongoing, so are our affirmations. And affirmations are positive statements that act as reminders to your unconscious mind that something is true. So think back to some of those limiting beliefs that popped up as you were mapping out your life's desires in step two. You can create five or so powerful affirmations to counteract those limiting beliefs, such as, I am capable. I was born to thrive. I make choices that are for my highest good. So in other words, decide what you want to be true for yourself and believe that. Affirmations are so, so great. And, you know, if anyone is struggling kind of coming up with affirmations, Pinterest is a great place to go. There's so many affirmations on there and there's great people on Instagram who have come up with affirmations all the time. But I think that the best affirmations are the ones that really speak to you and are just so aligned with how you feel. So if you can come up with them yourself, I think that's the best thing, but sometimes we need a little inspiration, right? <laughs> well, and that's exactly it. And I know that's how I've done it for myself. Or if it's one that really resonates, it becomes my own. Right. And I actually have a little word document where I have my affirmations. Like I have like over a hundred. And let me tell you when I'm so inspired to go like, pull up that document and read it, I get so excited and I just feel so good. It's such a feel good exercise. Okay, Dina, so that's the secret sauce, those seven steps. That's super high level, obviously, but really the magic will happen only when you put the process into practice. So it's not enough of just knowing and understanding it. It's actually really doing it, you know, implementing it and feeling it every day got to come back to it. You can't just like do it and forget it, right? <laughs> you have to build it into your life and your routine. Yeah, exactly. I think that's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I think it's incredible wisdom and I think it's a beautiful step-by-step -step process that is very, very helpful to bring it into our daily lives. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. I appreciate sharing it with your audience. And I hope that, you know, little by little, everybody's leading a more inspired and intentional life. Yeah. Are you okay if I draw a card at this point and just kind of see what comes up for us? Oh, yes. I would love that. 
Okay. I'm using the Spirit Animal Oracle by Colette Baron reed And Sarah, this is a deck that we both love. I just got it pretty recently, but you've had it for a while and you messaged me on Instagram to say how much you loved it. So mm-hmm. I had to pull it out to use it for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see what we get here. Ooh, Cow Spirit. Oh my gosh. This is so perfect. Wow. I've never pulled that card. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, that's so exciting. Okay, let's see here. So it says cow spirit, and underneath that on the card, it says the miracles are endless. And I'm just going to go ahead and read here directly from the guidebook. Colette Baron Reed says, You are at a beautiful point in your life today, for your needs are being met effortlessly and in so many ways. Fully embrace this truth by focusing on all that you have right now, including the positive relationships that sustain you, the work you are proud to do to contribute to the world, and the activities that inspire you and nourish your soul. Cow spirit nudges you to pay attention because this is the perfect time to focus on the choices, actions, and behaviors that you know feed your soul and bring your heart contentment. Now is also the time when you will see many of your projects and commitments that were set in motion in the past begin to yield valuable gifts that will bring you joy and love and sustain you for a long time to come. Stay positive and share your well-being with others. The more you share, the more you will manifest. So be generous. Cow Spirit promises you will never run out of miracles. Wow. Oh my gosh. If I didn't have to be silent, I'd be like jumping up and down screaming right now because how much more perfect could that card be to like today's topic? Oh my God. And how like encouraging and supportive to all of us, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Ah! The part about focusing on your choices, actions, and behaviors that will feed your soul and bring your heart contentment. That's what your intention should be. That's exactly what you were talking about. But just so eloquently said, right? Like, I listen, Dina, I'm going to go pull that card out for myself and just put it right next to my nightstand after the call because woohoo, love, 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 love that. Yes, this is such a beautiful message. And for anyone listening who wants to see what this card looks like in the description, I always post these onto my Instagram and on my Facebook. So you can find me on Instagram at the underscore Soul Rising Podcast and see a beautiful picture of this artwork because it's incredible. Isn't her artwork just amazing? Oh gosh, yes. Mm-hmm. It's That's amazing. another reason I love her cards. Not only are they so positive and encouraging and so spot on, but just beautiful imagery. I agree. They're just high vibe all around. So Sarah, thank you again for being here. Where can everyone find you if they're interested in learning more about what you offer? Lovely. Well, thank you. The best place to find me is on Instagram. My handle is co-create with Cleo. People can feel free to follow or DM me. And if anyone is interested in a free mindset ebook, they can subscribe for it at co-createwithcleo.com. That's my website. For those interested in more one-on-one support, I offer coaching sessions where we go through this exact seven-step framework in detail and I'll guide, support, and hold you in a loving but accountable way. And on a side note, Cleo is my fun alter ego, but that's a story for another episode. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I would love to hear that story sometime. (laughs) 
That sounds great. Well, thank you so much for that. I will put links to your website and your Instagram in the show notes below. So anyone listening can just scroll down and tap and click. And just again, thank you so much, Sarah, for being here and for sharing your beautiful process of setting intentions. Thank you so much, Dana, for giving me the opportunity to share. I love, love, love sharing the light. So thank you for the opportunity. I hope you found information, clarity, or inspiration that you'll take with you today and use in your everyday life. If you enjoy my show, the biggest compliment you could give would be sharing it with your friends, subscribing, rating, and reviewing it on whatever device you use to listen. Visit me at thesoulrisingpodcast.com or at the underscore soul rising podcast on Instagram and Facebook. A huge thank you to Purple Planet for the music used in this episode. See you next time.